and we'll get to see our friends. We'll get to be with our families. The jet will land safe. 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 My child wanted to play. He happened upon a green interrupted by concrete penned in area in the city. Lots of kids roaming around having fun, or so it seems. Me, the father, and you, the mother, will sit and watch and stare and dream and wonder and worry. Yes, worry. Will Johnny break his head in half on the pull-up bars? Will little Janie seriously injure her leg on the tall slide? Will Billy drown in the small pond as part of a reservation in the parkland and the playground? Will my wife injure her eye when she looks up and a bird decides to drop a twig landing between her nose and the end of her head. Will it bother her for some time? Yes. Will it cause havoc in the household? Yes. Will it be the white elephant in the room after a year of bothersome non-treatment? The answer, yes. Will her dreams have been sapped out by then? Yes. Will she cling on to one last dream of hope and redemption and freedom from her injury, her illness, her disease, the difference of her that makes her separated from the rest of the coffee company? Yes, she will hold on to one last dream, a dream of existence in as good of a situation as deemed warranted by the Almighty. Yes to the answer of being happy, content. The parade of life the dance that we dance and decide to dance. The parade of forgiveness and the march through self-discovery.
1930s music sound effect. Nineteen thirties music sound effect. Nineteen thirties sound effect. Time marches on and the ukulele plays, the poster child for sound and love and adventure. We are all poster child, a poster child believes in something. Our images are pasted across all of the world and we are proud. Why do we always have to go out and see the world through our own perspective and not be able to see it through someone else's perspective? Why are we selfish? We brought in the special expert of being selfish, Dr. Selfish himself, Ted Shanigan. Well, the only explanation I have is that people wander and roam without any real end result focused within them. We cry when we think of all the things that could have happened in our lives. We shed some tears for our own self and the others around us because we are all victims. We are all victims in this panoply that God has laid out for us on equal and unequal paths. Some are short and poor, others are long and wealthy. Why do the bad people die later than the young people? Why is time warped? What century is this? It's February of 1933. That's what. The airwaves are playing a lovely tune in your living room. It shares itself with its vast, vast emptiness.
the emptiness that is in your heart or missing from your heart. It's not there because it's not there. I acted in a play yesterday, a melodrama. Or was it a comedy? The footlights were amber gold, blurred. Blurred for none to see, except me looking out to you. I had that power, you know. An intrinsic power. A special power. Enough said about the power. Nothing to be said about the power. The power to persuade, to cajole, to rise, to fall, to cascade, to pronounce itself. I see the moon drops in the haze with the sun right behind it. I see Jupiter. I see a collision with Mars. I see Aquarius. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Or is it the dusking? Is it willowing away or coming on full strength? My feet take me to where I need to go in this land of wonderment and Oz adventure. I put on my dance hall shoes and walked out of the home that I call my love, my place to stay and rest. Rest my weary eyes. I, my soul, be soulful of my existence. Exist upon the marshes. Marsh and march sound alike. March on. Onward. Warden off your worries and shake a stick and a candy cane at your heart, at your being. Come on the stage and dance a song for all the world to see under those same amber spots, under those same golden lights, under the blurred reddish tint to a life with birds and a bird came by and chirped its lovely song in a chirpy kind of way and the chickadees sang in the distance and the crows crawled or did they craw they clawed their way through nature into the forest where they would never be seen again and we would wonder where they went How come the car drives down the road so fast? How come the person stays still in the car? Is he moving? Is he not moving? I had a horse once. I trained it to eat an apple. 
by picking it out of the tree. I rode a horse one day in front of a carriage the horse would work on to another epic western adventure. I saw the reddish clay making its pathward trouncing carrying us forth into the city of North Headville. Where am I his head? Where was my head? Where would I go? Who would I see? Would stage be robbed? Would a coach be compromised and all its passengers die? I don't know the answer to that question. Will you take anything from this poem, this narrative maybe, or non-narrative? As I sit in my studio, the birds are still chirping out the window and life has sort of come. My cat is on my lap. My other cat, I don't know but I'm happy in the fact that I have two cats. So I'm coming down off that little bit of a word association. Did you catch my hooks uh, about two thirds of the way through of my diatribe or diatrabe, diatribe? Um, I hooked on to the last word of each sentence or phrase. So carry on, onward ward off off put off putting putting on the table the words don't have to have the same spelling or meaning they can be different but as long as they basically rhyme you can connect and do a hook i call it a phrase hook and i think it's a good little method just to keep you alert and on your toes try it sometime you may like it it's easy to do you take the first word the first word was the last word of your previous uh, uh, utterance, whatever it would be. So, in that case, this sentence will act as the first sentence. Then you can say, sentence that man to life. Then life gives God. Then God gives a home. Home on the range. Range that range finder. Finders keepers. You can add, you can make the word plural, you can uh, make the word be a different word, but have the same rhyme to it. As long as it rhymes, you've hooked, uh, you've made a connection of some sort from your previous phrase or sentence. And it really is a good little exercise you could try. Um, it's a meditative thing, maybe. Maybe not. Um, if you come up with some great imagery words, uh, I think you can really work with that. It's another phrase of mine, imagery word. A word uh, like uh, the Empire State Building. 
was in the gold light. You know, this is a creative class, a creative writing course. No, it's not. Could you confuse it? No, because it's just sort of silly, uh, silly, silly side taking um, approaches and playing off the previous one, two, three uh, previous thoughts. Maybe the beginning thought came coming back um, for for re repunctuation um, and the whole grammar of it. The way it's all laid out uh, is there's not really any anything that you need to do except the rhythm. You have to establish a rhythm at some point um, in your parlance. And with the phrase hooking, you can do that just by default. Um, of course, there is other ways. I use some sound effects in the background to tailor it, give it a little bit of personality. And that's about all I need to say this morning. Um, just a very loose presentation. There was really no structure to this. Uh, it was done on a whim and on a low budget, of course. Um, but I do have my equipment. We made an initial large investment and it's paying off. I'm getting some responses. I'm hearing from people. Uh, they're giving me mostly positive responses. There's some criticism um, in my delivery, not in my content. I'd rather have poor delivery, maybe, or poor technical uh, accomplishment, let's say, than uh, be void of any real good content. Because uh, at that point, it becomes what, what's the point of what you're doing? Uh, okay, you've got a great setup and you sound really good. Uh, and it's produced really lavishly, and I like it for that reason only. Um, you don't have your story cohesiveness. You don't have a heart behind it. Um, you're just going through any kind of motion just for the sake of delivering a technologically perfect uh, piece of podcast. So my number one rule is you have to love what you do when you go into podcasting. Um, it's not that it's not for the faint of heart because it can be for the meekest of souls. Um, everybody needs to kind of get out and get their word out and express themselves. Um, I had a story recently on my glass uh, breaking on my shelf and a mason jar falling through it from the porch when I was fixing up some knickknacks up there and tchotchkes, whatever you want to call them. And uh, I may as well take it a bat to everything because it just was a disaster. Um, not everything on the shelf broke, only the mason jar that I pushed back a little bit too far. And it uh, leaned over its precipice uh, last to see that surface. Um, and it was gone and down uh, on the porch floor it went. I cleaned it up. Uh, it took me about three vacuum passes, as I reported earlier. That hasn't changed. That part of the story is, of course, true. This is everything else is, to my recollection. I recorded that one pretty much right after the event. Podcasts can do that. Um, the faint of heart and the strong in us, uh, we are one of the same people sometimes. We can be very confident and not confident. Um, podcasting is a confidence builder because it can translate your uh, readily 
available thoughts and some not so, some very much buried there, uh, and surface them out. And it can really, really uh, divulge a lot of information to the listener. Uh, it's very, very subtle. It's a very subtle, beautiful thing that happens when you're um, relating yourself to people uh, in a medium uh, of any sort, let alone podcasting. And this is a sort of a segue into making meaning to podcasting can have no meaning, uh, except that you have love for what you do and there is content. Um, you need something there. Um, you can't have dead air and you can't just have an announcement without anything after it. Um, you can have music, but you can't just be uh, relying on it for pure uh, entertainment and informational value because it only can give you in that dimension, which is very multifaceted, um, but not, uh, it's a lazy way out. Uh, not the lazy way out if you're producing everything with the intent of reproducing music for distribution uh, or just basically uh, making music and posting it. That's a whole different animal. We don't do that here. Um, into the voice. I'm into voice uh, transmission and what it can offer. I'm into getting your reactions. I'm into, because of those, getting those reactions, I've shared the information. So I like sharing, uh, I like disseminating. I like comparing. Um, I like to look down a list and see something right before me. Um, and I think we have to really realize what's working here. And that is a force that is beyond anyone's comprehension. That's a podcast for another time. Um, the meaning of life, right? Is that like the age-old question? It sure is. And that is through the Lord. Um, not getting religious on you here. I just wanted to make a statement of fact that God makes this all possible. Uh, a force of some type is working, making the cogs turn on the factory floor, making the wheels turn on the road, making the toy, toy uh, tricycle flow, uh, without the child uh, bumping over something and hurting himself. These are all God's graces, and they are in evidence every minute and every moment of the waking day, uh, from the birds chirping to the last diesel truck on the distant highway. Um, everything has beauty. Everything has uh, a soul. Everything has meaning. Um, everything works together. Uh, in harmony, um, everything works together in complete, uh, complete contrast and juxtaposition. We can rely on our elements of composition to compose our day, to frame it, to rearrange, to tailor, to individualize our existence. And I think that's a cool thing. Uh, I think we can play with ourselves, uh, not so much physically, but in our minds, we can have a little fun. We can play games. We can play word associations like the phrase hook I mentioned earlier. We can have a seriousness about us uh, that's steadfast 
uh, we can be meekish, we can be mild, we can be uproarious, we can be a child. We can rhyme, we can not rhyme. Uh, we can rhyme, we can not, we can prose. We can use words that relate to each other to make a rhythm of a rhyme. Not all poems need to rhyme, as the man said, uh, as he ventured out into the real world, where he discovered not all poems need to rhyme. Um, he met up with a British soldier, because I was thinking Britain, uh, I was thinking Monty Python when I said not to rhyme. My intonation created that, that um, feel in my head to, uh, well, that thought uh, to uh, play out the next thing with a British reference. And it could have been anything, but I used British. Uh, so that's association hook, and that's used uh, very, very much uh, extemporaneous in extemporaneous presentation. Okay, so what is extemporaneous presentation? That's about number five on my list of podcast do's. I'm not even going to mention the don'ts. They'll be understood when we mention the do's. Um, but the association is important, and that is a very, very incredible tool to use. Um, uh, kind of getting off track here. But let's say number six on your podcast would be to uh, what? Let's say now have your technology in place. Maybe that should have been second. Yeah, maybe that should have been second or third or fourth, um, not sixth in any event. It's an important consideration uh, to have your mic placed correctly. Maybe maybe everyone gets their own mic. Maybe they share a mic uh, for that kind of kumbaya moment. Maybe uh, you bring in some music. Maybe you add some production value to what you're doing. Um, this is all a side of content now. We mentioned content in number one. Um, number three or two should have been love what you do. Yeah, that should have been two, definitely. Love what you do. It's not number seven, I can tell you that plainly. Uh, be in the moment, but just uh, groove and be happy that you're doing what you're doing because you could be doing a lot worse, right? Um, you could be... First of all, bored out of your gourd. Um, you could be gourd picking in a migrant uh, facility down south, and you're, uh, you know, you're you're sort of a a uh, indentured servant, right? And you're you're gathering um, pay scales on, on, and they measure it by the uh, fifty cent mark. I mean, that's pretty bad, and that's let's say nineteen twenty. Um, maybe they get, maybe you get paid 50 cents or maybe you get paid a dollar and a half a day for, uh, you know, work that took longer than 24 hours, certainly, um, both spiritually, it was draining and in physicality, you probably, uh, shed off, uh, 18 to 20 years off your life, uh, just from the hard scrabble existence. Um, you also lived in pretty much. Oh, well, filth. I mean, you really didn't have a clean setup. You certainly didn't have time to just go out and enjoy life and, and go out to a, a dance or or go out on a hike uh, out in the woods with the birds and, and the foliage. Those were only happened upon you. The second one, mostly, 
would happen just by chance. And if you recognize anything out of it, then, well, then you were probably a, uh, a normal, well, not the normal sort of person. So uh, podcasting can can give you all of those things. I think the number eight or number four, depending how you're counting this, is that uh, you want to, um, and I know I mentioned some before that I didn't number, but they should have they should have been, and they were basically in chronological order. But number eight, let's say, uh, that is where you try to actively find what you want to talk to your audience about. So you do your research, okay? You go out, and you go out in the real woods, okay? Um, I play sound effects for my poems because of production reasons, but you may want to do some, some uh, scouting. You may want to just check the scene out. You may want to read up a little bit, a chapter or two about what you're going to talk about. That might be a good idea. Um, that should be called, number eight should be called, don't talk out of your rear, or don't talk out of your arse, or ass, as we say it here in America. Talk with what you know, and know what you talk. And number nine, or number five, depending on the scale, is to try to get some good guests in the studio, or try to go on location, uh, or other means, by the phone. You could be now talking to someone in uh, Moscow and they sound like they're in the next room. So you don't have an excuse. I think that wraps it up for today's little lessons on uh, just doing some podcasting that kind of can work for you. So I hope that in this informal way, I've uh, been able to demonstrate and share uh, the attributes of a great podcast um, and the attributes of the great podcaster and how they go hand in hand.